Hello and welcome to Camera Eats First. My name is Devin. And I'm Catherine. And together we are two market girls. We run a vegan YouTube channel and a blog, and this is our podcast where we talk about things like veganism, how we make our recipes, how we run our blog, some food content, some trending news. And every once in a while, we like to actually talk about content creation and kind of the quote unquote industry that we are sort of (laughs) part of by having, you know, our digital platform. Yeah. So we were listening to this podcast slash YouTube video by Colin and Samir. They're a YouTube channel and a podcast. And they pretty much report on content creator culture and news and like what's going on in this industry that isn't being highly reported on yet. And they had an episode recently that talked about the difference between an idea creator and a relationship creator. Mm -hmm. And we're not talking about like dating. (laughs) <laughs> yeah these isn't people that are talking about relationships <laughs> no it's the type of content that that creator is making is it and, I- and also maybe partially the reason people watch them yeah, yeah yeah so on one end of the spectrum is it idea focused so are like people coming to it primarily to learn something as a resource and is the creator putting it out primarily to teach something to inform something to provide that to resource be an expert quote yeah. unquote in something yeah so something like a tutorial yeah. would be idea content. or like a recipe would yeah be idea content yeah and then on the opposite level of that spectrum is a creator who is primarily about the relationship between them and their audience like that's why their audience watches because they like the creator and they just feel like they know them essentially they'll watch anything from them like yeah the they they talked about how you could just have a creator post a video about them mowing their lawn or doing mundane chores and the pe- people would still watch it. Yeah, it's like the purest form of the lifestyle vlogger or just the vlogger who really they're just like picking up their camera and doing whatever, but people will watch because they like the person in front yeah. of the camera. They the watch person. it for the person rather than for the resources, like for the education or whatever it is. Yeah, I was going to say not even for the content, but I guess it is the content, but not for like the type of activity or anything. It's just Yeah, it's just because it. they enjoy watching somebody. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And so in Colin, Colin and Samir approached this by comparing Casey Neistat to Emma Chamberlain. So and saying that Emma Chamberlain is kind of becoming what Casey Neistat was at the peak of his vlogging career. And so they're both YouTubers and Casey kind of like reignited vlogging in a different way. Some people say with more style than other people who just will pick up a little point and shoot camera. Um, but the whole idea behind it is that like Casey would just take people along throughout his day and do random things. Now, I think Casey might have had a little bit more vision to what he was going to show and not show but emma who is like very popular she's like an empire now she's got businesses she's Mm -hmm. got a channel with millions of followers and she will really just pick up the camera and talk about should i go get coffee should i not go get coffee let's drive to get coffee i'm going to talk the whole time about oh should i go to the gym or like this is what i like about driving just like whatever comes to her mind yeah I think it's like the, stream of consciousness vlogging sometimes with her. Yeah. I think the biggest difference between like, again, I've 
never actively watched either of them. Like I've never been somebody who watched. I don't. I don't. I think I've seen one Casey Neistat video, and it probably wasn't even a vlog. And I've never seen an Emma Chamberlain video, so I have no idea. But I think. I I think because again, correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't really know Casey Neistat, but he started like with a purpose kind of thing. I think his presence is much more. I don't know. I'm trying to explain it in the right way. When you were talking about how his stuff feels like it has a little bit more, like, curated a little bit more purpose to it or whatever. But I'm wondering if that's just, like, a difference in just life. Because, like, he, like, from what I, again, don't watch his videos, but from what I understand and what I assume about him is that he lives, like, what he shows while it looks curated and it probably is, it's also kind of probably just his life. He has too. a more interesting life than most people. Yeah. Yeah. Than a, like a 22-year-old Emma Chamberlain who's probably just like, oh, I'm just going to go for coffee, go for a workout today, do this stuff. Right? Like, because he's, how old is he? I don't know, mid-30s? Yeah. 40s? Yeah, almost 40, I think. I feel like that, like, they do the same type of content. They're just at completely different stages in their lives. <laughs> and they have completely different lifestyles. Yeah, it is kind of weird that they compared these two as the example, because like you said, I do think they are completely different, although they are still both relationship creators. I think Casey might a little be bit closer to the idea side than Emma would in most of her videos, just because... Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it can vary video to video, right? Yeah, yeah, and I think, too, the difference between, like, a Casey and an Emma or a Casey and other vloggers is that he did come from a filmmaking background so they even Colin and Samir talk about how Peter McKinnon can sometimes be seen as a relationship creator depending what I would agree 100%. yeah and especially depending on the type of video if it's a primarily a tutorial that he's doing maybe he's less of the yes relationship but still he has built his following and done as well as, as he had in yeah. that niche like in the photography videography tutorial niche because of his relationship side of his content creation yeah he's just he's become a trustworthy source for people so they trust him no matter what he's talking about not that he's not a trustworthy person i have no idea <laughs> but people feel like they know him because of how open or I just think, like yeah i honestly think which i don't even think he's that open of a like not about his life or anything no. he's just open about his work and hardly and who even he is. that. <laughs> yeah. Just like his personality, I think. It doesn't feel like he's faking it ever. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel like he's putting on an internet persona. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that, like, you kind of have to mention is I feel like when you get to a point where you're, like, two million followers, I think it's inevitable that you become a relationship creator. Like, as much as your content might still be focused on whatever your niche is, people, the reason people watch you changes. Yeah, and that's what Colin and Samir talk about too In as they're breaking it down is that one, a person can't really, especially now, maybe in the early days, but they can't start as a relationship creator because you're not going to, unless you have a super, super interesting and relatable <laughs> life or presence, life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're not going to break through the noise and you're not going to stand out. So you have to kind of start with the idea side. And also like, I can't imagine just like, being like, oh, let's just watch this random person. I have no idea who it is. Just go about their day. Let's watch them get coffee. Like, I, I can't imagine starting a YouTube channel that way. 
and like like finding an account with like 200 followers and be like oh they just go about their day this person's so interesting I don't know like how do you find that content (laughs) yeah but you're right because like once people do get to a certain view count or subscriber count then they kind of like I can yeah I can kind of let go they have a little bit more freedom to kind of be like you know my worst video is still better than 99.9% of creators' best videos. <laughs> yeah, and the reason is because they've established the relationship with their audience. So then they start transitioning more and more into this relationship creator. Yeah. I think, honestly, from in my, in my point of view, is that that scale is more determined on why people go to you rather than the content you make. Hmm. Because, like, I would still assume, like, Peter McKinnon isn't necessarily someone who puts, like, maybe maybe he is. I haven't watched his videos in a while. But from what I remember and from when I was watching him, he's not someone who really puts out vlogs. He still puts out pretty niche content about, like, specifically about photography and videography and all that stuff. But I would still consider him a relationship creator because there's some videos that I watch and I'm like, oh, this isn't that interesting. <laughs> but, like, it's got two million views. <laughs> yeah, it's just something about the way he's telling the story or being himself yeah. that you can't help watching yeah so i think i think the scale is more determined about based on your viewers and why they're watching you rather than the content you create yeah and we talked about too how sometimes you might define a creator as a relationship creator but that's because of how they are within a niche like we talked about if someone's a food creator so we talked about lisa the vegan and i said like i see her as a relationship creator but you said maybe more idea but then we thought well if it's if we're talking specifically within food content i still see her as like more relationship now but she still started as idea yeah but bigger picture, because she always has a food focus to the video, that it takes her like... It still seems like she's an idea creator. Yeah, yeah, so she's not like quite all the way on the relationships, like on the far end. She's somewhere towards the middle being relationship and idea creator. Yeah, I would say from my perspective, I would say she leans... She's towards the middle, but leans more on the idea side, only because she has stuck to food. Like it is... It, it's never seemed... Other than like the... Hi, Lisa. We're just analyzing your channel. Yeah. (laughs) Other than the occasional book video, Mm. for the most part, every every video she posts is food related. And I think you're at a point where, like, you can you can almost tell by I think the comments that you get whether people are what what reason people are watching you for. So, like, if you go to a Lisa video, a lot of people comment on like they talk to her as if they're like texting a friend. Versus being like, oh, this recipe looks great or something like that. Or I'm going to try this recipe, like really basic comments. And I think the comments are the big tell whether the person, whether people are coming to you because they like you or because they like the expertise you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even like the comments on so- on something like a grocery haul too. And it's like, maybe it's just a five minute video and it's just her being like, look, I bought this package of ramen broccoli. Noodles. Yeah. Broccoli. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, there's an idea there, but people are watching because of the relationship. So that's where it gets further along the other side of the spectrum, for me at least. Yeah, I think maybe I'm, I think I'm looking at it from my, I mean, again, I'll watch any Lisa video. But that's so, it right there. That's but, the relationship but also, side. But at the same time, though, like, 
in my mind, I'm like, oh, Lisa's got a grocery haul video. I want to see what products I can get at Asian grocery stores that are vegan. Like, it's not me being like, oh, I just really like Lisa. I'm going to click on this video because Lisa posted a video. But I'm like, oh, I actually am interested in new products. <laughs> like, it's both. Yeah, yeah. But if she did post something, like she posted a couple of vlogs recently, which were really, there's food stuff in there, but it's really just her taking people along for what she's doing. So I think there's more relationship there. But you're right. I think it varies between video to video and I guess how people are perceiving it. Yeah, I think it all lies in how people perceive it. I think like you can create, I honestly think somebody could who's a recipe creator could create only recipes never veer off of that but there's still a point where you like people aren't coming back because they're like oh these rest like they are because your recipes are great and they're trustworthy but there's a point in even like a food creator where if you have a certain number of followers you could post about a basic grilled cheese and you'll get a million views so like i think like it's less about the content you make and more about why at what point in the like career you're at and like that tipping point and I don't really know where it is I think it's different for everybody but I think there is like this tipping point where you people are just coming back because they like you they trust your expertise whatever it is but you can generally not post anything but you can have a lot more freedom in what you post knowing that a good percentage of the people who view your videos are probably gonna like it because they like you and as the creators like it can like you said it could because it could be different for every creator sometimes you yourself you're trying to figure it out what is your audience coming back for and I feel like even we are at that point where we're kind of like shifting because we're not necessarily going to do recipes every Sunday let's mix things up there's still the idea focused but we're like it's not primarily going to be here's your resource, here's your evergreen recipe, you know, like it's content is still going to be evergreen, but we are shifting because we're like, what are people coming back for? Yeah. Seems like it's Wednesday videos, mm-hmm. which are less idea. They're still closer to idea than I think they are relationship, but I think we're starting to explore that spectrum more. Yeah. As much as we're comfortable doing so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And I even think like, if you even just take our audience, I could name a handful of people that comment on our videos all the time that I assume come back because they like us <laughs> and mm-hmm. they have a more relationship driven I don't viewership than somebody who just started following our channel because they found a recipe they liked like so I think there's so many different factors to it because like I'm also curious though when let's take a Casey Neistat or Emma Chamber- Chamberlain Chamberlain oh my god um who have however many million followers now cr- post whatever they want what when new people find them what draws them in like is it still the idea content do you still have to make idea content every once in a while or once you get to a certain point I don't know how many followers Emma has I assume many millions but like does it get to a point where like if you have 10 million followers somebody will pop on a video where you're doing nothing you're just getting coffee you're just talking to the camera and still like it even though they have no idea who you are they haven't built that relationship with you but they'll still like it because they're like oh 10 million people follow this person 
I think there's still the possibility that they'll like it. I don't know if it will be because they see, oh, 10 million, or if it'll just be that that specific viewer is already drawn to that type of content from other creators. So like if they watch another person who does really casual vlogs and they really like casual vlogs and then they watch Emma's, I could see them getting into it more likely than somebody who isn't only watching casual vloggers. I think, it, again, it depends on the person. Yeah, because like I think of myself and I think I'm more on the idea side than relationship side of what content I view because like there, most creators that I do follow, I don't watch every single one of their videos. <laughs> I yeah. only watch ones that I'm like, yeah. I like yeah, that same. idea for a video. Yeah. Um, so I think both of us, it sounds like, are more on the idea side of what we choose to watch on YouTube. So maybe that's why I can't understand anybody going to like an Emma Chamberlain and being like, oh, watching one video of hers and being like, yeah, I'm going to keep watching this person because I'm like, I don't know, it's just a person getting coffee. Like mm-hmm. I was like, I, if I went to that, I'd be like, okay, cool. Bye. What did I get out of this video? <laughs> I, I honestly think that I watch those videos now just purely because I'm trying to understand. Like I've, I kept hearing Emma's name and like, she's got a coffee company. She's got, she does stuff with She Sun. seems like she does she's a got, ton. Yeah. She's got a lot going on. One of the biggest podcasts too. So I'm like, okay, let's watch one of her videos. And it's just like straight up whatever. And so I'm trying to understand what it is. So every once in a while, but like, well, let's click on this one and see what. Mm what she's up to okay oh that's she's cutting it this way like I'm kind of watching it more just like analyzing it so I'm not really a good example because I'm like oh that's an interesting cut she made this kind of boring car ride more interesting just because of the way she like do those gimmicky jump cuts or zooms in and things like that can you think of any bigger creator that is more on the idea side than relationship side so actually in Colin and Samir's video the biggest contrast they saw or they pointed out to Emma was Mr. Beast. Mm. Because his videos, it's all about like, what's this intense thing that we're going to do? This idea, this gimmick. Yeah. I, I don't know, kind of a it's, gimmick. I guess it's hard to tell with Mr. Beast because he sticks to his gimmick, like whatever his thing is. So we don't really know if like what if he randomly decided to post a vlog where he does nothing would Would people people watch watch it it? yeah i'm gonna assume yes but i also have no idea because maybe because his stuff is also so like gimmicky is the wrong word it's like a negative sounding word Mm -hmm. but his stuff is like it's very clickbaity it's got like he's giving away half a million dollars or whatever like it's very big big things so maybe if he just was like oh i'm getting coffee today Maybe people wouldn't watch it because it's so different from what he normally does. It's so, like, subdued. But, like, I'm also, like, I also feel like he probably would still get a ton of views. And people would still probably watch that content. But, again, this is all just assumptions because he's never, as far as I know, again, I don't watch Mr. Beast's content. As far as I know, he's never really dipped outside of this whole, I'm giving away five Ferraris today. (laughs) Yeah. But it's possible that people still kind of, or there are certain viewers who have that relationship feel to him, where if he did just post, I'm going to get coffee, they'd be like, oh, 
well, I want to see Mr. Beast do just something what every day that I do. Yeah. I've never <laughs> seen Mr. Beast do something relatable that I also do. What coffee does he get? What's in his coffee? <laughs> yeah, he's just kind of talking to us casually. This is interesting. I could see that also happening. But I don't know that that would, depending on how the videos, how he was in the video, I don't know whether that viewership would keep up or not. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Because I'm trying to think of a creator who started as an idea creator, which I assume most creators do, starts as an idea creator, became a relationship creator, but then dropped down a bit because people just didn't like the, like, like, not that they didn't like the person, but a big chunk of the reason people came back to them was because of their ideas their expertise but then when they shifted to relationship they dipped down a bit but I again I don't really watch that much YouTube to necessarily know there's probably an example out there but I don't know who that would be I'm trying to think too and no names are coming to mind right away but one name that I what about Jenna Marbles where do you think she stands or like where was her journey along the spectrum I think Jenna is entirely relationship creator because I would literally watch anything she puts out, but that doesn't mean her videos are bad. Like, she's not just getting coffee. She's still creating really interesting, funny things, but I would literally watch anything that she put out. But do you think she started as idea because she did the skits? Yeah. Okay. So again, she has the same starting point. And I think too, like, we're not saying that relationship, relationship content isn't bad. It's and relationship content different. can and also relationship content can still be idea content. It's just again the reason people are coming to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I agree. I think she started off idea because she had her skits, which were so good. And then as people just liked her more and more and she grew and grew, it got to the point where she could really take us along for whatever she was doing. I mean, I think she had certain ideas if she would come back to, right? So like the dog content. Yes. That's like an idea, but it works because of the relationship. But yeah, it works because like, I don't know if, again, like, I don't know if anybody could do that and watch it. Like, I don't think it's that type of content where it's like, no, that's just popular content on YouTube. No, no, it's funny because Jenna Marbles is funny and people like her so much and her dogs (laughs) are hilarious. And who doesn't want to see Kermit cry in a costume? (laughs) So, like, I think she's through, like, I think she is the most relationship creator out there because, and, like, she did it the best. She managed her community so well. I don't know, I've never met anyone who doesn't like Jenna Marbles. Like, I think she's honestly one of the best creators out there. It's a shame she's not doing anything anymore. Um, But, like, yeah, I would literally, anytime a Jenna Marbles move, she's probably the sole creator that I will do that for is literally I will watch anything she puts out. (laughs) I don't necessarily like everything she puts out, but I will watch everything she puts out. Yeah, and the interesting thing to consider too about her getting to that point is that like she was on YouTube for, what, at least 10 years? If not more. Yeah. I think she started in like 2007 or 8 or something. Yeah, she's like one of the OGs. Yeah, oh yeah. So it's, again, that progression... To, for her to get to that point with you and I think with a lot of other people that was like over 10 years in the making yeah. I think the prime example of her being a relationship creator is and I can't believe I watched this video also is I don't know if it was 20 million subscribers however many she was I don't know if she's at that now I can't remember what the numbers were but she hit some sort of big number and the video was literally taking a nap for 20 million subscribers oh, yeah. 
and she's just there that's it yeah and i'm just like i can't believe i watched this but like <laughs> i still enjoyed this video weirdly enough oh god yeah sometimes it just makes this is why i can't stop like questioning these things and like trying to figure it out because it makes no sense yeah but i also think one of the reasons that it works so well for jenna creating content like that that is such stupid content just like taking a nap for 20 million subscribers whatever like it's just such like i can't even imagine seriously thinking of that idea and being like yeah i'm just gonna take a nap and film it but like I think the reason it works is because of the personality at least she's put out on the internet is that she's just funny and weird and quirky and interesting. But like, I don't imagine that working for everybody like that, that mellow of content. (laughs) But like, that's why I think that stuff works for Jenna is because all her videos are super weird. And like, who what brain thinks of this? But but then like, like going back to the Emma thing where she's just like getting coffee. I'm just like, maybe that's like, I, it must be her brand. She's got coffee line. But like, I don't know. It's just like, I was like, it's just so mundane. And it's like, but like, she's always mundane. So maybe that's why people watch it. I don't know. <laughs> I Like there are ones sprinkled throughout that are less yeah. mundane. Like one I watched the other day was her making a PB&J sandwich completely from scratch so she made the jam oh the bread and made stuff. the Got bread it. she made the peanut butter for a second i was like wait like what she just made that's less mundane it's just making a peanut but no <laughs> okay i get that yeah i would probably watch someone do that that's fun yeah so that's her kind of going a little bit more to the idea side i guess right yeah something that be like would so i guess i'm curious if i assume relationship creators again i don't watch many of them but like or, like, in the traditional sense, relationship creators. But, like, do you have to sprinkle in those kind of more searchable idea-y type? Because, like, me getting coffee is not a... In my, I wouldn't assume that's a searchable thing. Like, people aren't looking for somebody who's going out on their day and just getting coffee. But, like, you sprinkle in those kind of slightly more ideal ones so that you can attract more people. Maybe. And even the ones where she is just getting coffee... You don't know that when you click on it or you see the thumbnail. It'll be if there's like one other interesting thing she does or says or thinks about. Classic. It'll have that too, right? So you don't necessarily know. Like they talk about, Colin and Samir talk about one video, I think when she's in New York. But like the first five or six minutes of the video are her waking up, sitting in a room talking about wanting to go get coffee maybe going getting coffee get like it's all it takes a while for any actual action to start yeah so it's things like that where maybe it's not completely mundane but there's a lot of mundane sprinkled out and then there's enough things that she can be like oh here's my here's my my title and my thumbnail (laughs) (laughs) yeah which i mean a lot of people do that not just emma yeah we're not trying to shit on emma here no yeah, it's just, it's so interesting. And I think, but I think there's also, and I don't know if they ever got into this in their podcast. There's also the, like, I hate to be dramatic, the dangers of, like, the relationship versus idea creator. And that when you are a relationship creator, people will let go of a lot of things that you do that should not, nec- you should be held accountable for. Or they'll think that they have a really big say in your life. In your life, yes. Or they're like... When Remy of Veggie Kins, 
Uh, like, she's not a huge creator, but she's got a decent number of followers and people feel like they know her. I think she broke up with her, like, long-term boyfriend and she got to get back, she got together with somebody else, but she didn't tell people for a while that she broke up with her boyfriend because she was dealing with the breakup of between her and her boyfriend personally. So people were like, oh, you got with somebody so quickly and she's like I don't tell you the second things happen and I feel like that's it's like the scary part about being a relationship youtuber is that people think they have this like they think they know you so they judge you for certain things or all this kind of stuff because they think they have the full story of your life or they think they have a say they get upset when they don't know things or stuff like that like it's such a weird thing to balance and then there's also the other side of people just don't hold you accountable a lot of times if they really like you. Yeah. No, it really is. Like, there's no work-life balance when you make your life the... Your work. Yeah. <laughs> the subject of your work and the yeah. subject of your brand. I think that's also what keeps us away from it because we're like, we don't want that. No. You can... I don't need people judging my life. Yeah. No, like, you can know me within, like, the context of food and like cooking and making recipes and enjoying food but other than that i yeah we draw the line We're yeah just gonna go offline with this we're gonna take this offline yes it's to like even like simple things that i think most people would probably be like oh why don't you just share that like a dinner with friends or something i just like i don't know i just feel like there's so many negatives to being a relationship creator that like the positives don't seem that great anymore because like one of my like the accountability thing David Dobrik I think is the prime example of a relationship creator that gets away with too much because people for whatever reason like him and so he put out that apology for all the shit that happened and like I was watching it and I was like I actually like I was like this is a horrible apology, as a lot of YouTube apologies are. Like, there's not very many good YouTube apologies. But, like, I was watching it. And I was like, this is terrible. Like, this is not anywhere close to making up for the shit things that this person has done to people. And you look at the like and dislike ratio, and it's so, like, the like the likes are so high. And people are like, thank you for taking accountability. And I was like, this isn't accountability. Like, I'm sorry, you like this person too much and you're clouded by your like love for this person and I like I just I I don't understand being that intense about somebody that you do not know that you can like that you get clouded by this really bs apology for like super terrible things yeah and it's extra concerning because I think his audience skews pretty young so which makes it them even more susceptible to not really grasping that he's not apologizing and how big the issues are that but he's then you talking get about. Creators who kind of are willing to push the boundaries too often because they put out a BS apology and people are like, oh, yeah, thank you so much for your apology. I accept, even though I'm not the person who should be accepting this apology. I think when I think of relationship creators, and I know there's so much more to that, I think of that because as a huge, huge, huge con to relationship creators. And like, I mean, I don't think this also was like a thing in celebrity culture, like traditional celebrity culture too. People just idolize people. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's like a problem in society. It's not just a YouTube thing or a creator thing, but like, it's just, it, 
it gets gets so bad because you create these terrible people who think they can get away with anything and they can like that's the shitty part is is that they can get away with anything (laughs) yeah like we've seen how that much attention can affect a celebrity and now it's happening to like quote-unquote normal people who yeah, are just which becoming a different type of celebrity yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> so there's just more celebrities yes just a different kind of celebrity it's just a celebrity who got famous for making a video rather than starring in a movie yeah exactly uh, but the other thing that i think is interesting about this conversation is taking it off youtube and thinking about it across other platforms like instagram or tiktok or maybe even twitter but mm-hmm. like are those platforms gearing more towards relationship creators or idea creators? I think Instagram is almost entirely relationship creators. Me like, too. I think it's so hard to be an idea creator on Instagram. Because it's not even, it used to be, oh, we're the photo app. And then it became, oh, we're the high quality photo app. And now they're not really either of those things. Now we're just post on stories about your life. <laughs> yeah. And if you're not posting on stories, there's a new trend, you know, the photo dump trend. Yeah. Which is like a curated album of photos that are supposed to look pretty casual, except they're still highly curated. Yeah. I don't know. It's all relationship there, it feels like. 100%. And I think that's why I get so discouraged on Instagram because I love the, I love Instagram. I think it's still, it still could be a great platform. And I think it started out as a great platform. And I think I still love the idea of it, but I just think it's been i hate to be so negative but taken over by the relationship not by specific people but like just the idea of relationship creators and that people just expect you to post on stories every 10 seconds about your life and they don't really care what you post in the feed that you've taken an hour to photograph or plan out or whatever it is i think it's just it's just changed so much and like and i think that's why i've started to deprioritize instagram is because i was like i'm not going to give instagram the content that it wants because i don't want to give it that content so what's the point in wasting all of my time on it because i'm not going to get anything out of it or as much out of it anyways as i could on other platforms like i think honestly the most idea platform even though it's not a social media platform really is pinterest oh yeah because it's still like it's it has it nothing has to really to do yeah yeah it has nothing to do with who you are like i mean you get bumped more it's like seo all that kind of stuff but it's so largely based on do people like this recipe do people like this craft whatever it is yeah it's it's just another google it's a search engine right yeah and i i find myself gravitating towards those platforms because i'm more of an idea person like i don't want to share my life <laughs> Yeah, I I mean, me too. But on the other side of it, it's like I know humans are just like innately curious. Yeah. So we can't help. Same goes for me. I watch some vlogs every once in a while. And like some of my favorite people on Instagram, it's because they're just showing their life all the time. I'm like, wow, this is really interesting. I could never do this. But like probably the top three or four people that I'm always like, oh, they posted a story. They're just like straight up showing their life a lot, right? Yeah. Like Bird's Papaya is probably the oh, biggest example. Honestly, she's a huge, so great. Like she still has her idea to her content, but it's her relationship content in her stories that I hooked me and I come yeah. back for. And I think to Lisa is more relationship on Instagram. On Instagram, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so I just think 
like I'm so drawn to that content and so curious about it even though I know for myself like I would never be that but then the other side to that is I also like the way it takes the pressure off of us feeling like our content has to be super high quality Mm. like we feel more coming up with this like a plus idea Yeah. yeah yeah like we feel more okay with like oh we can just relax like this is a video or a concept we want to make and that's okay right so like there's that plus side to it but it's still on the idea side of the spectrum yeah what about tiktok i i still don't really know tiktok that well does anybody that's the trick i want to say it's it's it feels like the it's a relationship platform but it also feels like it's still kind of an idea platform because i think you get popular because you have a like i don't think you can get popular on tiktok because you have a good personality i think you create some kind of cool video and that propels you and then people don't care what you post after that (laughs) yeah honestly i like you said i don't really know still i think it's still trying to figure out what it is yeah or like how people really do grow on it like, I know there's this one creator, I think her name is Victoria Paris, and she basically started kind of vlogging on TikTok as a way to grow a cult following. She, yeah, like she fully... Is this like a social experiment or she seriously just wants a cult following? No, she wants a cult following okay. to build a business cool. around it, to build a brand I, around it. I appreciate the honesty in using the word cult. Right. She's like, no, I want them to trust what I say. I want them to be interested in what I say. That's so so when scary. I make when I make these business moves, it has a lot of strength. That's and that's, see, that's, that's it's so scary really, though. It's really intense the way she talks about it, but the way she so she grew to a million followers on TikTok in six months because she was posting on TikTok like twenty times a day. Oh my god. And just like short stuff, almost like what a vlog would be on TikTok. Because it wasn't necessarily highly produced or like this big you know some tiktoks take a long time to make oh my god yeah (laughs) but this wasn't that it was just her kind of growing that way and people just liked her yeah i don't get it right i don't know again i don't go to tiktok to find people i enjoy like if i'm liking if i'm going back to a certain person it's because i like their content so like i say their dog or their dog (laughs) there's like three accounts i can think of that i act like again i don't have a tiktok account so i don't follow anybody but i actively like seek them out because i think they're funny it's the two huskies and the golden retriever whatever that (laughs) account is hilarious every time yeah um the guy that does noah's ark skits oh my gosh um adrian bliss he's a youtuber yeah so funny i think he's (laughs) hilarious and then i don't know if you've ever seen it the guy who does the english language definitions I think where he's I've like, oh, it? we need to define this. Or what do you call something that's this? And it's yeah. like always the same sounding word. Yeah, yeah. The, those are the three I go back to all the time. But because they're funny. <laughs> so it's comedy. I think for yeah. me too, it's comedy. Like I'm not just... Yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't use TikTok for anything else. No. <laughs> Actually comedy and then maybe food. I still don't really... Again, I don't have an account. So I don't really know how it works in TikTok's algorithm when you don't have an account if they get like i assume they can still figure out what you like and still just send it based on your phone's ip address probably but i don't get a lot of food things it's harder to find good food stuff like the good food stuff is rare on there yeah there's a lot of shit food on tiktok like stop pouring spaghetti on counters people 
Yeah. Or just stuff that I'm like, well, okay, sure. You know, but not necessarily ones that I'm saving. I'm saving more food stuff on Instagram reels. Yeah. But I honestly have no idea how to explain like what the type of platform it is because you think of somebody like uh, Charlie D'Amelio. Is that her mm-hmm. name? Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I don't, I don't get it. But she's got so many followers. She just does some dances. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, wow. I don't get it. We sound 60. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just, I don't understand it at all. Not, I watch this and I'm like, cool, she's, she's good at dancing, sure. But I don't really understand how this built millions and millions of followers. I don't know either. Like, I understand it, how it built in the beginning because it was coming from, what was it before? Musically? Yeah, musically. And so because it's a platform that is so centered around music, that fits well with dancing. So like yeah. in the early days, it made sense. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how it has continued to grow and how she is like one of the biggest creators on there. Like, I don't to me, get it's it. It's not like a widespread, relatable piece of content. I don't know. Maybe we're just underestimating how many 16-year-olds are on TikTok. But I also, I still, I can't, I'm thinking of myself as a 16-year-old and I still can't, I can't imagine, like if TikTok, again, I don't know how long Musical.ly existed, but if TikTok existed when I was 16, I still can't imagine seeing somebody do a dance that everybody else is also doing on TikTok and being like, oh, I'm going to follow this person now. Um, Catherine. I don't get it. We would be following because we would be trying to learn the dances, okay? Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I don't know how to define a TikTok creator. I I don't. I don't get it. Cuz I cuz like I can understand following a TikTok creator because of an idea. Like I would f- if I had a TikTok account, I would follow those three accounts that I mentioned. I don't know if I would still cuz because they're like the ones that I follow, I mean, A are dogs. So dogs can't really <laughs> Can dogs be relationship creators? What do you do that is boring as a dog? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. That's a bigger question. That's another episode. <laughs> but like the two other accounts that I would follow, they're both do skit heavy content. So I was like, I don't really know who this person is anyway. So I can't imagine if they posted a vlog, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I know who this person is. I want to follow. I want to watch this vlog because I don't know who they are. They just produce skits. Yeah. So it's idea. It's a comedy idea. Yeah. Creator. But I'm wondering if so like I see following people on TikTok as an idea creator i get that but would that translate to like i still don't really understand how do you how are you a relationship creator on tiktok is it just like like do you how i don't get it (laughs) like what is relationship content on tiktok i think it's vlog style it still feels like so there are a lot of vlogs on tiktok yeah dang that's it'll just be people like doing random or mundane things and they take you along and they talk to you as they do but it. there's no like so like the gimmicky of tiktok stuff is gone like it's not like like there still is that mm-hmm. but i mean like once you get to a point it's just here's a video of me doing something instead of like let's pair it to music and make this like funny or fun thing it's no longer that it's just here's a video <laughs> i think so i think we're see- we're gonna see the same kind of trend that we do on youtube and that we do on instagram i think it's inevitable yeah people it just, just looks like- kind of different across each platform yeah i just like to me when tiktok goes that way of it's no longer the gimmicky of like pair a really funny song or a song that works with a situation what's the point of tiktok then it's what makes it different this is what makes it different than 
Instagram stories or even just shorter YouTube videos? Well, nothing. But that's a whole bigger thing that is because all the platforms are just copying each other because they know that's what people like to do on the platforms or like to watch, right? Yeah. But I just, I still can't. TikTok doesn't have a website, right? Like you can't go to TikTok on your browser, can you? You can. Oh, you can? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm still like, I'm still trying. I still don't know where TikTok goes. I really don't. And I know this is a whole different conversation, but I still can't. I still see TikTok for people as they get famous on TikTok for whatever idea they do. And then they go to YouTube and create vlogs and they build a platform on YouTube and then they have a career on YouTube. I I definitely. Yeah, definitely true. I think TikTok is where you could maybe grow grow an audience. But I think people still feel like YouTube is where you keep that audience and engage with them. And you create a career. Yeah. You engage with them on a deeper level, a more long-term level. To me, those those platforms feel like they created more of like a hub space for your your family, your followers. (laughs) Both YouTube and Instagram have are better at and again it probably just comes with time too but are better at creating like a space for your community tiktok to me it's so like i don't know do people go to somebody's profile on tiktok or do you just always scroll it depends if i see a video that is really again really funny i'll go and see do they have other funny videos can i watch other funny videos by them yeah i think what it really comes down to is that tiktok is kind of in the early days so when you talk about the fact that like where are the relationship creators or can it really hold anything beyond just that one view it's probably how people talked about youtube at the beginning they didn't really know and it felt like it's just uh you put out an idea is this going to grow or is this going to stick so i think tiktok is just too new that we don't really know but it is quite a beast to not know (laughs) but yeah so I don't know. How do you view TikTok? I don't know if you ever answered that. Relationship or idea more? I feel like it's more idea because it's the idea ones that are more likely to go viral. Yeah. But I could see it. I could see it becoming more relationship as there's more big creators on there who are making relationship content and then smaller people like, oh, I want to make that content too. And that's just the YouTube cycle. I have such a hard time thinking. And I know... I just have different tastes than other people. But I have such a hard time thinking that doing a dance to a 15-second song is idea content. (laughs) Doing some sort of like random dance someone made up for TikTok specifically. It's so so weird to me that that's idea content. It is because it has a purpose. It has like planning behind it, right? Yeah. I think it's such a it's such an interesting conversation to have. It is. And I've never thought about it within this context of like the idea versus the relationship. So I think putting it along that spectrum and thinking about everything along there kind of changed the way I looked at the content, even though it's the same way I've been looking at it all along. I just like how they articulated it. And we will link to their show in the show notes so that you can go listen to it and hear their perspective. And a lot of their content breaks down this creator economy and industry very well. Yeah. And let us know if you would watch anything we put out. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to guess mostly the answer is probably no for most of you. The numbers don't lie. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to assume there's maybe 200 of you that have a relationship creator stance with us. 
and we want and like genuinely we appreciate you for that yeah 100 percent. oh yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, no. I definitely appreciate anybody who chooses to watch every single one of our videos. You do not have to. <laughs> <laughs> if you do want to check out our videos, we're Two Market Girls on YouTube. Our blog is twomarketgirls.com. That's all of our idea content, you know, if you want to make our recipes. Yeah. And we are on all the socials, not TikTok. We are Two Market Girls. No. I'm not ready to do dances on the internet yet. We'll get there. We'll just do them. Will we? on our own when we're eating really good food and it makes us dance that's the kind of dance we'll do food dances yeah food happy dances i love um, that okay Catherine. is that that's that will be exclusively our tiktok is yes. just us eating happily yes <laughs> i feel like there's probably a market for that i think so too it sounds delightful <laughs>